Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. share on something really, really simple. <laughs> I, um, I really felt the Lord just speak to me some things during the week and then just speak again this morning. And, and really, this is one of the most simple, simple things that I could ever possibly think of. Yet at the same time, it can be one of the most challenging things. And it's this, if you don't quit, you win. <laughs> if you don't quit, you win. And when you're on the mountaintop, that is like the easiest statement in the world. When you're in the valley, it's like, oh my goodness, Jesus help me. <laughs> but this one statement, I really felt the Lord impressed on my heart. If you don't quit, you win. Many, many years ago, before we were in um, senior pastoring ministry here, uh, we've really been in ministry our whole married life, whether it was youth ministry, worship ministry, church leadership. We have really just enjoyed that and been blessed in that. And I can see for many years that the Lord just trained us in so many ways. But this is 10 years now that we've been uh, senior pastors here and so thankful, so, so thankful. I remember years before we became senior pastors here, I was sitting in my lounge room one morning and I was just spending some time with God, and I felt him speak to me. You know, so you all, I always love when he does, and I always hope he will every single day, and he does in different ways, not always in the same way. This one particular morning, I felt his heart, and I felt his voice, and I felt him draw near, and he said, though the wind may blow and the waves may crash around you, stand firm, because I've chosen you and I'm coming to you. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I was just touched by his presence in that moment. But that word came <laughs> with a whole lot attached to it. <laughs> and what I learned in that moment is that the Lord was teaching me that seasons come and seasons go. But the important thing is to stand firm. Stand firm in what he's called you to do. Stand firm in who you are. Stand firm in the place where he's planted you. Ephesians 6, if you have your Bibles here or if you have your phones here, Ephesians 6.13, we all know this verse, but it is a verse that is so relevant and it says, therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you, you may be able to stand your ground and after having done everything, to stand, to stand. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. Sometimes there are seasons where all we can do is stand. <laughs> we have done everything and it takes strength to just stand. Sometimes it takes all the strength that we have to keep standing, to keep standing. And I remember speaking to a, a beautiful woman of God one day and, and she was talking about the armor of God and we were just discussing the armor of God and, and what it looks like when we were talking about Ephesians 6. And she said, someone asked me a while ago, they said, so do you put on the armor of God every day? 
Do you wake up and do you, you know, do you pray through this and do you put on the helmet of salvation? Do you put on the breastplate of righteousness? Do you put on the belt of truth? You know, what do you do? How do you put on the armor of God? It's a good question. (laughs) And she said the key is, is to never take it off. (laughs) The key is, is to never take it off because you never know when you're going to need it. And for me, the armor of God is who he is in me and who I am in him. It's not a prayer that I pray. It's not something that I do. It's, it's who I am in him and who he is in me. And it's abiding in him and living in him and remaining in him. That is the armor of God. He is our armor. He is our strength. But the key is, is to never take it off. I like that. I like that. There are so many seasons of life that we go through, and some seasons are absolutely glorious and absolutely fun, and you can always tell when someone's in a really good season because they're just bursting and they're bubbling and and they can't wait to share what God's doing, and it is absolutely glorious, isn't it? It really, really is. It is absolutely beautiful to be around people who are going through mountaintop experiences. And I, I love those seasons myself. But I've really learned that the mountaintops are times where God encourages us. The valleys are the time where God prepares us. And I think Marty touched on this a little while ago. You know, we, we often want to go just from glory to glory to glory. And we want to go from mountaintop to mountaintop. But if you look in the natural plane of life, where there are mountains, there are valleys. That is the natural, you know, natural thing that we see here on earth. God often uses the natural as examples of the supernatural. Where there are valleys, there are mountaintops. Where there are mountaintops, there are valleys. And and I know for me that sometimes the valleys can be so challenging and so difficult. And I want to encourage all of us this morning, no matter where you are in your journey, that no matter what you do, if you don't quit, you win. If you don't quit, you win. If you don't quit, you will win. God is so faithful in every season. I love when God speaks and I love the promises of God and I cling to them with all of my strength and with all of my heart. I have boxes of journals at home. Who keeps journals? Does anyone? Give me a big wave. Who keeps journals and they write things that the Lord speaks or they write their heart to the Lord? I learned how to journal when I was young. My mom taught me and I think ever since I was little I've had a journal and I've written my heart out to the Lord and I've written everything that I've been going through and I've written down when I felt he's been saying to me and it is hilarious to read back over some of those things but it's encouraging at the same time but for me I love the promises of God I love the word of God I love the prophetic words of God that he speaks over our lives because he is faithful to complete what he begins he is And I tell you, there are so many things vying for our attention and our affection and our agreement in life. And the enemy loves to get us to doubt the very nature of God. The enemy loves to get us to doubt who he is and will he do what he says he will do. And for me, this is something that has been a really big part of my journey in really contending for the promises of God over my life. 
Isaiah 55, I love the book of Isaiah. I absolutely love the book of Isaiah. I could live in that book, I think. Isaiah 55, verse 10 says this. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish everything that I desire and it will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God is pretty confident in what he says. (laughs) He doesn't have a problem doubting, you know, or wondering if, oh, I wonder if I should have said that. I wonder if I made a mistake. He is very, very confident in who he is and in what he says. And he is committed to us being confident in who he's made us and confident in what we speak, because we're made in his image. And he is also committed, not only did he send his son so that we could be saved and set free from our sin and be guaranteed a life in heaven, but he sent Jesus and he sent his son so that a transformational process can begin in our lives, that we would be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. And sometimes that happens on the mountaintops and sometimes that happens in the valleys. But when God speaks promises over our life, I've learned that his word comes a bit like a double-edged sword. (laughs) His word comes into our life with the authority and the power to complete the very word that he sent it to do. His word comes to empower us to fulfill that very word. I also believe that his word comes to transform us so that we can carry the word that he sent. So when we receive a word from God or when we receive promises from God or when we are on those mountaintop experiences and seasons, don't get discouraged when you might find yourself in a time of preparation or transformation. Don't get discouraged and don't begin to wonder if God has left me or if he's abandoned me or is he really here or did I really even hear him right? All of these things begin to play out and it's called transformation. God is transforming us into the likeness of Jesus. You see, he has chosen, and and I find this incredible, I find this amazing, he has chosen every single one of us in the body of Christ to be the beautiful bride of Jesus. You are chosen to be the one that he loves and adores and pours his entire heart on for all of eternity. And the Father is committed to a bride that is without spot and wrinkle, which means we are constantly in a process of transformation. In those seasons of transformation, that can be the challenging time where, where we're really tested and, and God really goes deep in our heart and he goes deep in our lives. And it's a time where even Jesus went through testing and went through trials. Even Jesus, goodness me, he went through so much on our behalf. And a lot of it he went through so that he can show us that when we're going through similar things, that we're going to be okay. 
He is with us. He understands us. He has walked through this. We constantly have his love and his friendship and his companionship and and his voice in our hearts and in our lives to encourage us. I'm here. I'm with you. Keep going. You're doing great. You're doing so good. He cheers us on. The Bible says he intercedes for us in heaven. He prays for you. He prays for me day and night. He intercedes. The Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. He is so for us. He is so for you more than we could ever know, more than we could ever understand. He is so committed to you succeeding in everything that he's placed on your life. He is so committed to you enjoying the fullness of freedom that he died to give you. He is so committed to you. He is so committed to me. Yet he allows us to go through times of transformation and growth because he knows that we will not be fully free and fully happy and fully at peace until some of the baggage that we might be carrying is gone. (laughs) That baggage never serves us well. (laughs) That baggage never helps us, my goodness. But we can become quite comfortable and familiar with things in our lives, even things that aren't quite good or, or things that we know aren't the best for us. We can become quite comfortable with rejection, (laughs) or even in being unwell, or in, you know, shame, or in insecurity, or, or all of these things, even though we don't like these things, we can become comfortable in these things. And it can be a real challenge to let God free us, and a real challenge to let God break these things off our lives. But God will only do it if we allow him. (laughs) That's why if we don't quit, we win. (laughs) Because we get to choose how far we want to go in the process. He's not going to come down and force us to be transformed. He's not going to come down and force us to let go of the things that are holding us back. He isn't that kind of father. He's a good, good father. He really is. He is so good. Yet he lets us go through things that are hard. Because he knows there is a purpose and there is a plan. And he knows on the other side that you are going to be so much more filled with his goodness and his likeness than you could ever comprehend or understand. So when his word comes, he comes with a promise and, and he comes and he fills us and he speaks to us. And, and you know, sometimes he speaks through other people and you'll get a prophetic word. Sometimes you'll be listening to a podcast and you're like, yes, that's for me. I know it. The preacher's speaking just to me. That message was for me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was just for me. I don't know what anyone else was doing in the room, but that was for me. Sometimes he'll speak just sitting at home in the Bible. And you'll just open the Bible up and you'll read something and it'll just be like, oh, I needed that today. That was just for me. He speaks in so many different ways. He can even speak through a donkey for goodness sake. (laughs) He is not limited to the ways that he can speak to us. We sometimes get limited in the way that we can comprehend or receive, but he's speaking in everything, in the birds and in the trees and in the sunshine. He is speaking. He is speaking all the time. 
But I want to encourage us when he speaks into our lives and when you find yourself in a place where he then begins to transform your heart and transform your life to carry that very word, I am here to say, don't quit and don't give up. Because what he is doing in your life is more glorious than what you could do yourself in your life. And I know this, I know this in myself, I know this in myself. <laughs> I know this. I, I grew up the shyest little girl you have ever seen, clinging to my mom, <laughs> unable to share in class or unable to get up and do show and tell, unable to, to speak out because I just, I didn't like anyone looking at me. I'm like, you know, what are you looking at? I don't want anyone to look at me. I don't want to stand up. I don't want to say anything. Let someone else do that. <laughs> it's funny what God does, isn't it? <laughs> he can take our greatest weakness and he can make it into his greatest strength if we let him, if we give him our yes, and if we don't quit. <laughs> and it's tempting. It is tempting to give up, and it is tempting to let go, and it is tempting to quit. And sometimes it is difficult when God gives you promises and he gives you words, and you haven't seen them come to pass for years and years and even decades and decades, and you're still waiting. And the challenge in those seasons is to not let go still of those promises, even if you're holding on by a thread. <laughs> Keep them in a journal. Keep them somewhere. And let the Lord do in you what he needs to do so those words can come alive. When I was younger in my faith, I went through a season where I just came alive in my spirit. And, and God was just, you know how you have those seasons where God just brings you alive. He just awakens your spirit. And, and I was just so thankful for that particular season. And I remember praying and, oh my goodness, some of the things we pray, I'm like, oh my. So do we really, really understand what we're saying sometimes? <laughs> but in one of those wonderful seasons, and yet yeah, would have been a mountaintop experience in my life. And I I remember praying, Lord, make me a mighty woman of God. <laughs> make me a mighty woman of God. Lord, I want to be a mighty woman. I want to be a woman that carries your heart, a woman of faith. And that was probably 15 years ago. And I kind of just thought, boom, and he'd do it. <laughs> in, my, in my little mind, I just literally thought he would just come one day and just give me strength and give me his, you know, whatever I needed. He would just do that. But of course, as all of you are laughing and as I now know, that set in process a journey that I began to walk out where I began to be transformed and renewed and strengthened and lesson after lesson after lesson. And each time I fell down getting back up and each time I, you know, struggled, encouraging myself again. It's okay. <laughs> I've got this. God's got me. I can do this. It's a little bit like, um, you know, it really does, it fascinates me in the natural how there are so many similarities in the spirit and in the natural. It's, it's a little bit like building muscle in the natural. And we have a, a bodybuilder in the family. <laughs> but it's a little like building muscle in the gym. It takes time. You can't go to the gym for one week and expect to walk out one of those big buff dudes, like, you know, just bursting with muscle all over the place. It takes time to build muscle. It takes time to build strength. It takes a lot of determination, perseverance, and consistency. 
And it takes a mindset of, if I don't quit, I win. If I don't quit, I will get there. (laughs) But it's the same in the spirit. And if you've ever prayed a prayer, a big prayer or a little prayer, the Lord is going to be at work in your heart and at work in your life to strengthen you, to equip you, to train you, to give you everything that you need so that you can see the fulfillment of the answer of that prayer in your life. (laughs) We think it's so strange when we ask the Lord and we pray something or when we receive a word. We find it so strange when we then go through hardships. (laughs) We're like, what? (laughs) I was praying the opposite to this and now I've just got dealt that. Really, God, did you hear me? (laughs) He's up there having a little laugh. (laughs) He knows exactly what he's doing. But those times of transformation are so important. They really, really are. And I see that in my life. I see that in so many people's lives, that that transformational process of being renewed in our heart and being renewed in our mind and, and walking in his goodness and in his grace and in his truth, being healed in our hearts, that we want to be vessels that when we're pouring out on people around us, that they get the very best of who God is and the best of who we are. It is so amazing to be around people who carry positivity and people who encourage you and who cheer you on and who lift you up. And and that kind of person is someone who has allowed the Lord to refine them and transform them. It is someone who has laid down time and time again and said, God, do what you need to do in me (laughs) so that I can be your hands and your feet and your voice to those around me. It's transformation. It's transformation. God's committed to our transformational process. But the same thing, if you don't quit, you win. It doesn't feel nice, but if you don't quit, you win. There's two things for me that God really works on in the transformational process. And and this is something for me in my life. Definitely in in going through the years I went through um, when I was very unwell and I was really unable to do anything. (laughs) So that was a very hard time for me. So basically for me, my story goes is that I met Jesus when I was younger. I really encountered him in such a wonderful way in my late teens and and in my early 20s. And, And then I went through many, many years of transformation and healing and it kept going on and on and on and on. But I I had those mountaintop experiences and those encounters with God along the way. And then just after we step into ministry and I'm like, yes, God's doing it. He's answering the prayers. (laughs) Then I go through years of, of really, really big health challenges. And I'm basically not able to function for many years. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Another, what, Jesus? <laughs> really, you're allowing this? What's going on? <laughs> but he knows what he's doing, even when we can't see the full picture. He knows. He knows what he's doing. And for me, in that season, there were, there were two or three things that were really key in, in what God was doing in my heart. One, I had to get to a place where it came down to one thing. And that one thing was, is realizing that God is enough for me. He is enough. Whether I ever do anything, whether I can ever get out of bed again, whether I can ever see anything in my life 
whatsoever, God is enough for me. He is enough. And it's in that place where I really feel like God comes to a point where he can trust us. Because it's not about this and it's not about that. It's not even about the prayers we've prayed any longer. It's just about him. It's just about him. So for me, it came back down to that place, whether I can or can't do anything else again, God, you are enough. You are enough for me. You are enough for me. In every season, you're enough. And then the second thing really was this process where God really began to allow me to see what was inside me. It was a really big time of self-reflection. It was a really big time of healing and transformation personally and realizing that there were a lot of things (laughs) that God was doing in my life, a lot of things where I needed him big time. And I saw how weak I am, but how strong he is. Again and again and again. And God really is committed to to healing our hearts so that we're not carrying unforgiveness, so that we're not carrying wounds of the past. All of us in life, we live in a world where there is sin and we are not perfect and people around us aren't perfect. And we get hurt. And sometimes we hurt other people. Unfortunately, that is life. But learning how to navigate that and walk through that in forgiveness and in grace and in kindness, those are the qualities that really are absolutely powerful qualities. And they are the things that set us free. They are the things that keep us in a place of freedom. We may have been hurt beyond what we can even comprehend or explain. Nobody knows the full story of what you've been through or the person next to you has been through. That's why we have no right to ever judge, ever. <laughs> we always, you know, the human mind likes to think we know things and we, you know, oh, this and that and rah, rah. We, we don't know nearly as much as we think we do. But that's why we really don't have the right to judge anyone because we have no idea what other people are going through, what they've been through or what they're going through right now. But God is committed to us being transformed in that process so that we can be people that forgive, that we can be people that show grace, that we can be people that show kindness. Because we first learned that from him, but then we learn he lets us go through challenges so that we learn how to forgive. We learn how to show grace. We learn how to show kindness. How does that happen? By sometimes being hurt by sometimes being let down, by going through difficult things. And sometimes the people who have been through the hardest things become the best equipped to teach and train and release freedom into other people's lives because they've walked it out and they've gained victory in those areas of their life. And if you've been through incredible things, enormous things in your life, I'm here to tell you, you potentially have the greatest victory story that many people could ever hear. (laughs) But if you don't quit, you win. If you don't quit. So the transformational process for me was really coming to a point where, God, you're enough. You are enough for me no matter what. You are enough. And oh my goodness, he is. (laughs) Oh, he's more than enough. He really is. And then a really deep level of healing that the Lord began to take me through. And then there was one thing that really was quite unexpected to me. And 
And this is something that I haven't heard talked about a lot, but it was a very real part of my journey uh, when I was walking through difficult times. And it was something that probably took me the longest to walk through. And it was disappointment with God. Because I knew him my whole life and I knew he was good and I knew he loved me. And I knew he's faithful and I knew he was a God of miracles. But what I couldn't understand is why he was letting me go through what I was going through. (laughs) Why did you let this happen? Why did you let people do this? Why have you let me get to this place? Why? Why are you letting me suffer? Why are you letting me walk through all of this? And I knew at any time he could have come down in that moment and just completely healed me and completely set me free. And I knew at any time as well, he could have come in with his presence and just lifted me onto one of those wonderful mountaintop experiences. But he wasn't. (laughs) And he didn't. Why? Why, God? (laughs) So for me, something that I then had to walk through was overcoming disappointment with God. And for me, I really believe that as Christians, this is something that a lot of us do go through. But it is something that a lot of us don't want to admit to <laughs> because we don't want to be seen as weak or, or doubting God. And, you know, we always want to make sure that we're being strong in faith. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But for me to be able to overcome that and to be able to walk through that, I had to get very, very real and very, very honest with myself and with God. I realized that the more I tried to pretend that I wasn't disappointed with God, the worse it got. (laughs) The more I tried to fake it, the more my heart was aching. I had some questions that I needed answers to, and I needed to, to understand why God was doing what he was doing in my life. And at the time, I couldn't. And that disappointment began to creep in. And I still loved him. And I knew he still loved me. And you can love someone, but you can still feel, you know, like you've either been let down a little bit or you've just got questions there. So for me, I had to go through a time where I got so, so honest with God, where I literally would sometimes go for a drive or go for a walk and I would just let out my heart. God, why? Why did you let this happen? Why haven't you come? Why haven't you, you know, done this? Why? 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 But I had to get really real. And then I actually had to take my perspective and completely shift the way I was thinking. And I had to take responsibility. I had to stop blaming God for what had happened in my life or, or blaming him for not stepping in or for not doing this, I had to begin to take responsibility and realize that I was responsible for certain things in my life. I was responsible for, you know, wearing myself out. I was responsible for some of these things that I was going through. And when I began to do that, I began to realize You know what? There are so many things that we can very easily blame God for in our life. But when we actually really look deep, we realize it it wasn't him at all. (laughs) 
It wasn't him at all. (laughs) He loves us so much. But sometimes, whether it's running to him or whether it's running from him, and this was the thing for me, I wasn't running from God. I was running to him and running for him as fast and as hard as I possibly could and far more than he ever asked of me. And, but sometimes, no matter what it is, sometimes we have to realize that it's, 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 maybe it's us. <laughs> maybe it's me. And maybe that's why I'm in the place that I'm here right now. And if I humble myself enough to really hear him and to listen to him and to learn what it is I need to change in my life, then maybe, maybe... I'll be able to come through and see the goodness of God in my life in a greater way than I've ever understood or imagined. The transformational process is not really one of those topics that is (laughs) happy, feely, clappy topics. (laughs) But I promise you with all my heart that it is a glorious gift of God It is a wonderful gift of God when you say yes and when you walk through whatever you need to walk through and you allow God to heal you and set you free. You will come through and the very things that your heart longs for and yearns for, you will begin to see come into fruition in your life. You may long to live a life of joy and a life of peace, but all you feel is heaviness and sadness and depression. Well, let me tell you, the Lord wants to lead you from that place into that place of incredible freedom and joy. And the process is called transformation. But the key is, don't quit. Don't quit. And I am here to cheer you on. (laughs) And we are all here to cheer one another on and support one another in whatever God is doing in our hearts and our lives. Because I tell you, your life is so precious and your voice is so powerful and you are more influential than you could ever comprehend or understand. People around you need you. They need what's in you. They need the the courage and the strength that you have. They need the love and the goodness in your heart. They need the kindness in your eyes. They need what you have. People around you are waiting for what is in you. And we are waiting for what is in one another because somehow we are all connected in this. In some incredible way, we are all connected and we all need one another. What God is doing in your life has keys for someone else in their life. And it goes on and on and on and on. Your life is so precious. It is so important. God has so much for you and so much to do through you. So if you don't quit, you win. He is so good. He really is. He is more wonderful than we could ever dream or comprehend. And that doesn't mean that we don't go through hard times and challenges and we don't doubt or question. But I want to say, if you are in one of those seasons, the best thing you can do is be really, really real with God. When you get real with yourself and when you get real with God, that's the place where God can really transform and speak to your heart and speak to your life. 